On today's podcast, we are going to try to tackle <laughs> a, a, a big issue that we hear from, from folks, um, and it's, about an, it's from an article focusing on ADHD, but we think that these issues and these uh, concerns really extend well beyond that to, to a lot of other things, whether it's relationships or um, you know, school issues right. or um, ADHD or lots of other mm -hmm. things. Um, we're going to tackle where the source of the problem is and how do we fix some of these problems. Right. We, we spend a lot of time, uh, have spent a lot of time working with uh, children and adults with ADHD. And so we, um, we, have, we subscribe to one of these um, good websites called right. Attitude, ADD, Attitude. Mm -hmm. Attitude. And there's a, it'll be, this article is posted in the show notes so yeah. you'll see it. Uh, and you can see it's a free publication. And um, it's, it's reputable. It's uh, good uh, reviewed uh, experts in the field are yeah. talking about it. And so I, one of these happened to pop up in my email the other day, and the title of it attracted my attention. The title of it was, Dear Parents, You Are the Solution. Yeah. And I thought, hmm, let me take a look at this. As I read it, it suddenly occurred to me that what they're talking about with children with ADHD mm -hmm. could apply to almost anything we do, right. to depression, to anxiety, even to couples right. who are struggling with a relationship. So the information in this article, though it, it focuses on ADHD, um, applies across um, areas. Right. So we're going to talk about it in a much broader sense than what the article talks about right. it. Um, though, though, again, we think that all the points really hit on um, some important factors related to, to many things in our life. Right. You know, when we, when we see things like whether it's ADHD or it's um, relationship issues or anything like that, we're always looking for what is the solution? How do we fix this? Right. That's and, right. Yeah. That's, right. So That's where it, it begins because parents yeah. come in and the expectation is, is that we can fix the child. Right. You know what? I want you to fix my child. There's something wrong with my child. I want you to fix my child. That's, right. that's generally what we're asked to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's that same tendency, whether it's relationships or anything else, where the, where the goal is to fix it. But we tend to look for the for the fix to be something outside of us. That's, that's um, right. We want that's to right. fix the child if the child is having ADHD problems. We want to fix the mm -hmm. child if they're having academic problems. We want to right. fix our partner if we're having relationship problems. That's right. Um, and so we're always looking to solve the problem, but we see the problem as external to us. That's right. And and that's that's the first thing because the first thing is. I want you to fix my child. The second thing is, by the time most parents get here, mm -hmm. they're pretty frustrated right. or they're at their wits end. Um, They've so, tried everything, right. those kinds of things. That's right. So what do you feel? So number one is fix my, you know, um, what we're asked to do. Number two is what are you feeling? What What is somebody feeling when they come in for couples therapy, for marriage counseling, to help with their children? Mm -hmm. One is, I want you to fix the kid. Right. Okay. That that's what they come in for, and even though we know you can't change other, you know that whole phrase, right. you can, you can't change others, you can only change yourself. But what's the question we're asked? I want to change the other. I want right. to change the kid. Right. Okay. And um, so, and what we're asked to do is, I want you to pay, make my child normal. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you to take this this child, and I want you to make my child normal, or at least I want you to make my pro child problem-free, right. okay? Um, 
we say in our business, reduce symptoms. But what, what, what we're really being asked to do is, I want you to make my child normal so or that- Normalize them. Right, normalize my child, okay? So you come in, number three, at your wit's end, at the famous street, wit's end, because you, as you say, you've tried everything, right. okay? But most of what people have tried is simple reward and punish systems. Yeah, and very often, mm -hmm. very, very often people come in and say, well, I need new ways to punish my child because this isn't working. Yeah. Or what can I do to reward my child to get her to do what I want her to mm -hmm. do? Okay, so most parents, when they say they've done everything, what they're really talking about is they're talking about reward and punish systems. Mm -hmm. But this author, who's a professional, um, had a laundry list of yeah. interventions yeah. that she had tried. I want to read a couple of them. Acupuncture, yeah. food elimination diets, mm -hmm. occupational therapy, cranial sacral therapy, chelation therapy, homeopathy, horseback riding, vision therapy, martial arts, cogmed, neurofeedback, counseling, and chiropractic care. She she had tried all of these things with her things. with her child with ADHD. It had to cost her a, I mean this we're talking about thousands or maybe tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I mean, some of these things are really, really expensive. So she had really uh, tried everything. Um, so you're at your wit's end, you're exhausted mm -hmm. or you're angry or you're frustrated, that comes out, okay? And you feel like a parent failure. Mm -hmm. And like I have, I have somehow failed my child. Now, what you're dealing with here is you have a conflict between the child you wanted and the child you have. Right. Okay. Um, I, we do talks. Uh, and one of the things we ask our audience is, when you were pregnant, what did you pray for? Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's a healthy child. I just want a healthy child. Yeah. Okay. That's all I want. God, just give me a healthy child. I won't ask for anything more. Right. Okay. Ten Until... fingers. <laughs> ten fingers, ten toes. That's all I want. Yeah. I can deal with everything else. Just give me a healthy child. Yeah. When they're teenagers, what do you pray for? Well, right. As soon, well, as soon as they go into school, then we we're, we we hope for straight A's. We I don't want a healthy child. I want a straight A child. I want a perfect child. I want a sports superstar. Yeah. I want popular. I want cute. I want motivated. Mm -hmm. I want a you know. We have a whole different set of wants. Yeah. After we get what we wanted. Right. Okay. Because you you do have a normal child, um, and now you want you want more. Okay. So right. you're always you got these deals going. Okay. Um, and then. Um, if you don't get that, if you don't, when they get to elementary school mm -hmm. and they're not getting all A's, well, now I want a whole different set of things, right. okay? And if I'm not getting those, I'm gonna, I am going to change her so mm -hmm. that she is what I want. Not what I right. prayed for initially, but what I want now, what I want right. for her in the future, right. okay? And to do that, I have to change her. Mm -hmm. And if I, as a parent, can change her, then I will hire somebody else to help me change her. Right. Okay. And that's, we begin this process. Because if the child isn't what I want him or her to be, there's something wrong with the child. That's right. That's Not right. something wrong with what I'm asking for, mm -hmm. but something wrong with the child. Right. That's right. And so, as this woman says, and this, the woman who wrote this article is a therapist right. who deals with children with ADHD. Right. So now she has a daughter with ADHD, and suddenly she had this revelation, this epiphany. Right. And so she said, what I wanted more than anything was to change her. Right. She tried everything to change her daughter. And what she discovered was, and this is a lovely sentence, I needed to come to her with a radical acceptance of who she was and how she struggled because right. of her ADHD. Right. And so 
the, the real uh, work began when this mother realized that she had to change something about herself mm -hmm. in order to help her child. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and again, as we expand this out to include other things, you know, many times when we are in relationships and, and relationships will, will introduce a, a slightly different scenario, of course, because now we have two people who are making independent choices. When, we, when right. we're talking about a kid with ADHD, we're not really talking about a kid who's making a choice to be bad, to make, That's right. have problems or mm -hmm. be bad as we, as we are referring to it. Um, we're talking about a kid who maybe is not able to control some things. So this has a slightly different perspective, but That's in right. relationships, we're talking about two people who have to come to the table um, and come to an agreement about mm -hmm. what is wanted in the relationship. But again, you know, one partner isn't going to change the other partner. You have to look within yourself as to what you're wanting. That's right. And if what you want isn't what the other person is going to give, you either have to change what you want or you have to decide what you're going to do right. with the relationship. Because, That's it. Because you're not going to change the other person. Right. Okay. I mean, you can't. No. You can't change the other person. Right. You might change the little superficial behavior. Or, or change them temporarily. Right. That's right. But everybody's going to go back to basic temperament. Right. Okay. And so what this therapist is saying is, where does this whole, where does the change begin? Fix you first, is right. what she says. Okay? Absolutely. She said, if you want to change a child, if you want to do it, fix you first. And then she goes on to say, you can swim against your child, mm -hmm. the, the current that your child, you can swim against that. But she said, it's a lot easier to swim alongside the child. Mm -hmm. And we say that with teenagers, parents of teenagers. Stop fighting with your teenagers. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it just drains everything out of you, drains everything out of your family, drains everything out of your, your uh, house. Stop battling with these teenagers. Swim with them. Understand who they are. Understand what their struggles are. Right. And swim alongside your teenager. Right. Stop swimming against them. Right. So how do you know? Then she goes on to say, why might you be the problem? What, what's going on that you might be the problem? Well, and, and, that's, and that's sort of the root of a lot of this, right? Is yeah. that we, we look at, is where's the source of the problem? Right. And, and we tend to look at the other person as mm -hmm. the source of the problem. Right. Um, but really the problem that, the, the really real source of the problem may be within us. Maybe, again, our expectations, our desires, what, what right. we're expecting of the other person. That's right. I want my child to be this. Well, your child is this, right. okay? And to change who your child is to what your child, what you want your child to be, is a very tall order, right. and it's fraught with danger. Right. Okay. So be very when we, when parents are told fix yourself first, typically they don't like hearing that. Right. And she acknowledges that. Um, we, that happens all the time with right. us. It happens in families where you where you tell a parent, well, you have to change something about yourself. Well, I'm not, I'm not the problem. Right. You know, I don't. Why know should that. I have to change? I'm not the one with the issues. Yeah, she, she has the issues. She's the one with low grades. She's the one getting in trouble at school. She's the one who's being disobedient. And we tend, as you say, we tend to look at the other person as the problem. Mm -hmm. The other person's problem. Yeah. So, how do I know that I might be the problem? Well, one of the one of the things that you have to understand is that the parenting approaches that work with most kids right. don't work with these kids, right. whether it's ADHD or depression or mm -hmm. bipolar, no matter what it is, 20% uh, of children don't respond to the normal right. parenting issues. And for parents who have more than one child, they'll typically say that, yeah. you know, or we'll, we'll point that out. Well, wait a minute, you have three children. Right. Only one of them is doing this. Right. And, and, and they'll say, 
everything that works with this one doesn't work with this one. Right. Okay. Right. They're a different person. Right. So, so what you might have to do is take a different approach with this. Right. It worked with these three, but it's not working with this one. So you might have to adopt a different approach rather than saying, well, by God, it worked with the other three and I'm going to just keep doing more and more right. of it so that it works with you. Well, that's not the kid problem. That's your parenting approach. It's not right. you. It's the approach that you're using isn't working. Right. Okay. So that's one thing. Second thing is, and you, you, you've already mentioned this, is that we have to understand kids who are different, whether it's ADHD or anything else, you have an ADHD brain. Okay? Right. This is not willful right. or intentional. What, this, what these children are doing is not willful, it's not intentional, it's, it's not even misbehavior. It's just how their brain works, right. and you need to understand that. Right. Okay. They're not choosing to do those things. And, and again, I, I keep expanding it out to other things like relationships and things like mm -hmm. that. But you know, the person that you're with, if you're, if you're unhappy in a relationship and right. you want the other person to change, one of the things you have to consider is that the, the temperament and behaviors from the other person may just be who they are. That's, that's it may right. not be that they're choosing to upset you or to do things that are frustrating to you. Mm. It may just be that that's who they are and that's, so they don't see anything wrong right. with that. That's right. And Remember we talked about egocentonic right. and egodystonic. Right. This is an egocentonic issue. They don't see anything wrong with what mm. they're doing. They don't see that it's problematic because it's just the way that they see the world. Right. Um, they're not seeing it as disordered or problematic as you may be yeah. feeling it to be. Um, and we, we have to, Consider that. And how many times have we said, children don't get up in the morning to figure out how to misbehave? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, no kid does. No child gets up and says, okay, how can I cause problems for everybody, including me, right. today? Right. That's not how they get up. They get up and they do things to get their needs met. Right. And, and sometimes the, the people don't like that. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us to point three. They trigger our emotional hot right. buttons. Okay. How many Absolutely. times have... How many times do you say, boy, if I'd have done that, my father would have killed. Boy, if right. I'd have done that, my mother would have, would have peeled my skin off. Okay, fine. But that's get your hot button. Right. They're triggering your hot button. So you have to make sure that they don't trigger mm -hmm. your little things. Right. There are some parents who are very sensitive if children say, uh, uh, use um, four-letter words. Right. Okay. Uh, because four-letter words are important to the parent. The, right. the child doesn't mean anything by it. But the parent is triggered by that. Right. Other parents get triggered when kids get older and they say, well, I'm an atheist. Okay? Right. If, if parents have a strong faith, um, that would be one of their emotional hot buttons. Okay? Right. The problem with emotional hot buttons is it leads to the fourth problem, which is reactive parenting. Right. Rather than proactive, you're reacting to things. Right. So you have to stop reacting. Right. Because that, when that... When, when that happens, what it means is you're taking it personally. You're, right. you're seeing what the child's behavior or the other per person's behavior, and you're taking it personally. That is an affront to me. Mm -hmm. they're, they're attacking me. And how many times do parents say, um, he's doing it just to make me upset. Right. He's right. doing it just to take me off. And it's typically, I've rarely seen it to be the case. You know, certainly, kids or even your partner might do things in retaliation, right. you know, that you do something to upset them and so they'll do something to upset you. That's, a, that's not an uncommon um, back and forth that that's happens. Right. But by and large, things that kids do, things that your partner does, isn't to upset you um, necessarily because again, why, why would they want to do mm -hmm. that? Why mm -hmm. would, if they cared about the relationship, if you know, a kid doesn't want to be in trouble, right. so if they don't want to be in trouble, why would they do it intentionally? That's right. 
That's right. And and then the, the next problem is, and you, you kind of moved it in that direction, um, is maybe there's just a dysfunctional communication pattern here, okay? Yeah. And so what, what we see very often is, and, and we see this in, in our offices all the time, is that parents will negotiate and mm -hmm. they'll explain and they'll lecture and yeah. they'll cajole and they'll bribe and they talk and they talk and then you can yeah. see the child glazing over right. as the parent is talking. Maybe what you should do is just listen. Yeah. Just let the child talk. Yeah. Let, let the child, in, especially teenagers, let them explain yeah. what life is like for them. Right. You try to understand their perspective yeah. rather than you Forcing insisting them. that they understand your They already know your perspective because right. they've heard it a thousand times until they glaze over and fall asleep. Stop lecturing your kids. Stop talking to them. Stop negotiating. Stop explaining. Um, listen to your kids. Let them talk and listen to them. Right. Okay. And it's not doing so isn't giving in to them, isn't um, isn't allowing them some freedom or some um, authority or anything like that. Doing mm -hmm. so just means that you care their perspective, right. care about their perspective, and, and that's what they really want. And that's what that's what teenagers tell us. Yeah. You know, I just want my parents to listen to me. I want them to understand what I'm going through. Right. That's all I'm asking for. But instead, parents want kids to understand how the parent is feeling. Right. Okay. And the last reason to fix you first, and this is something I want you to think about very carefully because it is really, really important. It's something that I don't, um, that I've never said. I've thought it sort of. The most important reason to fix yourself first is that when you come to a therapist or a counselor or you're getting advice from anybody, doesn't, doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a therapist. What we do here in a 50 or 60 minute visit we can teach your child skills. Mm -hmm. We can teach them strategies, okay? But what you're asking the child to think about this, you're asking the child to take this lesson that they learned in therapy and bring it home and apply it. Mm -hmm. What do kids with ADHD not do? Right. They don't use the skills that they have. Right. They, they know what to do. They know it's the it's the difference between knowing right from wrong and being able to act on what is right and wrong. That's right. I mean, we're asking a kid with ADHD to remember, to be mindful, to think inhibit. about this, and to apply the strategy in the real world. To inhibit wow impulses, <laughs> which by definition, if you have ADHD, is something very, very difficult to do. So remember, you're asking them to do the very thing that they can't do. Right. Okay. So... Um, so you have to be able to do this at home. I mean, you're, right. you're, you are the person. You're with the child 167 hours a week. We're mm -hmm. with them one hour a week, right. okay? Maybe every week, but probably every two or three weeks. Right. So the work that has to be done has to be done by the parent. So right. the parent is the solution, right. okay? So um, keep in mind that your child's ADHD is part of who they are. Right. Um, and you have to remember that no matter what you do, they're still going to have all these characteristics, right. with or without medication, with or without. And that's why when parent, people come in, I, had a, I, I saw a person, a young teenager, this past week, and I said, I'm not going to give you strategies. Yeah. You know, I can give you strategies, yeah. but they're not going to use, she's not going to use those strategies. Right. She has to, first of all, make some decisions about what she wants. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, I think, an important factor to remember, again, as we expand this out to other problems, let's um, say problems with mm -hmm. re relationship. Um, you can do all the work on yourself that you can do, um, 
But if your partner that you're having a t challenging time with, mm -hmm. if they're not willing to do the things that they need to do right. to d deal with their part of it, mm -hmm. again, you're not going to change them. Right. You know, if they're not willing to do it, then again, you ha that's how when you, you have to, again, weigh what's happening in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Because it takes both people to take their part. As you were saying with, with kids, with even kids with ADHD, when we work with them, you know, one of the things I often tell them is, I'm gonna work with your parents so that they do their part, but you still have to do your part. That's right. You That's still right. have to work really hard. You still have to really try and you have to, mm -hmm. you know, do these things to start moving in the direction that it sounds right. like we all want to move in. That's right. If the child doesn't want to, mm -hmm. that, that just introduces a completely different scenario. Right. Now you if your partner doesn't want to, then that introduces a completely different scenario. It doesn't, doesn't matter how many strategies you right. have. It doesn't matter how many date nights you have. It doesn't matter. That nothing else matters. If, if, if the person doesn't have the desire to make that happen, right. it's not going to happen. Right. And the reason that this, the, the information from this article <laughs> still applies is that you, you're, you can only fix yourself. Mm -hmm. And so now you have to look at within yourself and say, you know, are these changes that I want, are, is this ideal child or ideal partner that I'm looking for, is that realistic? Right. And, and, and if it's realistic and if it's appropriate, Mm -hmm. and the other person is not willing to do it, then I have to make a decision because I'm not going to change the other person. I'm not that's going right. to be able to create some, some factors mm -hmm. that's going to make that other person change. Right, right. So how do we make the, how do we do this then? What right. we, how do we become a proactive parent? Rather? How do we become the solution? Right, that's right. Because we've been reacting and most parents do reactive parenting. Right. Um, how do you become a proactive parent? Well, she offers a little bit of advice here. And she said it begins with dedicating yourself uh, to changing yourself right. and to create a special time for your child. Now, this idea of creating uh, this time for your child comes from the work of Russ Barkley. Mm -hmm. You know, he has an eight and 10 step program for yeah. disruptive and children with ADHD. And I think the fourth lesson is mm -hmm you have to carve out time. Mm -hmm. um, and she recommends the same thing, and it's only five minutes. Yeah. She, she, she said, take just take five minutes. And what Russ Barkley says in his program is, um, don't, this is not a teaching right. time. Th this is a time when all bets are off and you are just devoting yourself exclusively to listening to your child, mm -hmm. to being with your child, to reflecting what your child is saying. And she, she suggests just five minutes a day that you focus, you can play a game, you mm -hmm. can have a conversation, you go out and play catch, you can yeah. do something. But it's five minutes and all you're doing is building a healthy relationship. Yeah. Because what are you doing most of the time with these kids? Most of the time, you're correcting them, you're disciplining them, you're yelling at them, you're screaming at them. Mm -hmm. This is five minutes of relationship building, right. okay? And she um, has come up with this five-step process and she, the acronym is PRIDE, P-R-I-D-E. Yep. And the first one is praise. Yep. Okay. We overdo praise. We tend to we, overdo praise. Uh, teachers do, parents do. Um, we're always praising, 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 praising as though you know everything the child does, we have to, oh, that's very good listening and that's very mm -hmm. good this and very good that. Make sure it's legitimate praise. And, and that comes from the behavioral perspective. That's right. Right? Yeah, it's, a, it's an external... It's a form of external control. In mm -hmm. other words, I want you to do what I want you to do, and so I'm gonna praise you every time. Well, a certain amount of that is good, 
but we do tend to overdo it. We, we overdo it, and when we when we overdo it, the kid it, it, it loses value, right? Um, because it's like you know, I, I woke up this morning and you know, I, I went to the bathroom, and <laughs> mom praised me for going to the bathroom. So it's like, why is that any different than getting straight A's? Right. She just that's, praises me for the same thing. That's right. I get the same comments for everything I yeah, do. Yeah. Okay. So. And. Um, one of the things that parents complain about is just, I ask my son how things went in school today, and he's fine. You know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Okay, well, next time your son says, oh, I had a pretty good day, praise that. Okay, yeah. if you want that to increase, when, when he does it, instead of pressuring him when he doesn't do it, mm -hmm. praise him when he does do it. Yeah. Okay, so decide what you want and stop the criticism, stop the pushing, stop the provoking, stop the poking. And when your child says, oh, I had a really bad day today, blah, 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 I say, oh, well, thanks for sharing. I'm, I'm glad we could talk about that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That's legitimate praise. Yep. Okay? So what's the R? That R is reflect. Yes. Now, I'm not a big fan of reflect. There you go. I'll tell you why. All right. Child says, I don't want to go last. The parent says, you don't want to go last. You're reflecting. You're only... No judgment, mm -hmm. nothing. You're only reflecting what the child. No matter how much they beg or complain, simply repeat what they say. It tends to end there. Yeah, I'd have to try that. Yeah, I, I encourage parents to do it very differently than that. Okay. All right. So, because I, I appreciate the reflection thing, because I think that what she's getting at there, my interpretation is what she's getting at there is, I hear you. And so I hear you because I'm telling you back what you said to me. So if the child says, I don't want to go last, instead of saying, you don't want to go last, which would be a very odd That's thing to odd say. That's an odd communication. Right. I would say, buddy, I, know, I hear you saying that you don't want to go last. Right. However, this is, this is the nature of the situation. Mm -hmm. or this is what we have to do next. Right. And you don't, you don't even have to, you don't have to push or cajole. Right. You can just say, oh, you don't want to go last. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? And we're going to talk about Ross Green's approach of collaborative problem solving. Right. Okay, so what, how do we solve this problem? Right. Okay, buddy, we got a problem. How do we solve the problem? Right. So it doesn't have to end just with reflection. Right. Reflection means I hear what you're saying. Right. And again, it doesn't matter whether we're talking to a, to a child or to our right. spouse, okay? Right. It's the same thing. I, I hear what you're saying, sweetheart. I understand what you're saying. Okay? Right. But how do we solve this problem? Right. Okay. So. It doesn't have to be verbatim reflection, right. okay? Right, it, it, it's reflecting back. It, um, in, in other areas, you would hear paraphrasing mm -hmm. is what they would say. You, you take what they said and you paraphrase it so that right. they, under, they know that you hear them and that you understand what they're saying. Right. Um, the other thing you can do, I, is imitate. Yes. And imitate, again, is something you need to be careful of. What you're doing is you're imitating what the child does. And it makes the child, remember, these are kids who are typically being right. criticized and punished and put down and uh, pushed aside and marginalized and criticized by their, by their friends, they're bullied by people. What imitation does is when the child does something, the parent imitates it, mm -hmm. and it and it sort of legitimizes what the child is doing. Yeah. But most of the time they're criticized and all of a sudden somebody's doing what they're doing. Right. And it kind of gives, gives the child a sense of, of empowerment right. you know, because somebody else is doing what I'm doing and I'm not being scolded. Yeah, okay. yeah. And again, you just have to be careful that you're not imitating and therefore promoting 
behavior that you're going to then punish the child for mm -hmm. or get onto the child for. You don't, you don't want to, to do that. Right. And the, the D stands for describe. Right. And describe is you're simply talking to the child about what the child is doing during the day. Right. And again, it legitimizes it. It helps with like, and remember, behavior is controlled with internal speech. Right. Okay. Well, you know, when I, when I, I'm driving down the road and the light is changing and I'm saying in my head, I'm saying, uh, this light's about yellow. It's going to turn red. I better slow down and stop. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's internal speech that controls my behavior. When you describe what you're doing is you're, you are articulating what the child should be thinking. Right. So it gives the child practice developing internal speech. Right. We talk about being the child's frontal lobe mm -hmm. and that's what that is. That's you're providing that internal speech so that eventually what kids typically do is they internalize that themselves when mm -hmm. they, they hear mom or dad's voice inside their mind um, and, and they follow that even when the parent isn't there. That's right. With kids with ADHD, certainly that's going to take a lot of rehearsal over a long period of time. That's right. With ADHD kids, everything takes a little bit longer. Yeah. It takes a lot more patience. And the E in pride is enthusiasm. Yeah. And that's, that's the same thing we talked about with reflection, imitation, uh, reflection and imitation is be enthusiastic about what your child is doing. Um, it demonstrates that you're interested, that you're paying attention, that you're not just criticizing, but right. you're also validating and supporting yeah. what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, we know not for a second, uh, ADHD is, is, makes it more difficult, mm -hmm. uh, makes child rearing more difficult. It's not an excuse. Right. For the, I mean, don't, don't, we don't want to give you that impression, but, uh, but it does make things a little more difficult. And you have to use different approaches with these kids who don't respond to the typical things that kids respond to. Absolutely. And again, as you expand this out to other things with relationships, um, you know, uh, romantic relationships or mm. professional relationships, you know, you have to take some of these same uh, strategies and mm -hmm. apply it in those situations right. because you're not going to change the other person. You're not going to um, have that kind of influence, nor, do you, nor should you want to. You, no. you shouldn't want the other person to change just because you're telling them to change or that you, that you, want, you to. want them to. And, mm. and, and you may need them to. You may need something different than what that other person can give you, right. but you're not going to, that, that other person isn't going to be authentic if they're changing just because you want them to. Right. Normally what you get is resentment. Right. You know, I'll change, but I don't like it. Right. And over time, that resentment is going to build Absolutely. and it's going to come back to damage the relationship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So whether you're talking about a kid with ADHD or you're talking about a relationship or whatever the case may be, start with yourself. Start right. with what you're expecting and what you're wanting from the other person. Evaluate that and then work through some of these processes to to really decide how you're going to proceed to you're, be the solution yourself. You're absolutely right. Um, and, and I would say every time you find yourself in conflict with another person, mm -hmm. whether it's a spouse or a relative or a child, the first thing, the first, your first impulse is, I want to get angry and, and impose right. on the other person. Your first impulse should be, what can I change? Yeah. What, what can I do differently to get what I want? To, to, to make that happen. Um, we spend so much time um, imposing ourselves mm -hmm. on our children. What we should be doing is, what can, what can I do differently? I've right. got a problem. What can I do differently to make this better? Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. All right. That is it for today. Work on being the solution to your right. own problems. So. Right. All right. So until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.